Today we celebrate this beautiful feast of the birth of John the Baptist. And we know quite a bit about John the Baptist. You know, one of the extraordinary things about him is the scripture says that he, when he was in the desert, he, he fed on locusts and wild honey. And today, you know, I was wondering, if it's his birthday, if, would he have ice cream with those locusts and wild honey or not? It's an interesting question. Probably not. But, you know, the church in her liturgy celebrates three birthdays, right? Obviously, we celebrate the birthday of Jesus, right? December 25th. We also celebrate the birthday of Our Lady on September 8th. And then today, we celebrate the birthday of John the Baptist. And I think it's an interesting question. Why do we celebrate these birthdays? Or at least, you know, it's pretty obvious why we celebrate the birthday of Jesus. But why Our Lady's birthday and why John the Baptist's birthday? And there's probably many different answers we could give. But I think one of the answers is the reason why we celebrate these birthdays is because the church is excited about salvation. And what each of these birthdays highlight is a specific aspect of salvation. In some sense, we can never say enough about salvation. What is salvation? Salvation, at least the Catechism tells us, is it's this forgiveness of sins and the restoration of friendship with God. And here's, I think, the important part. This salvation can only be done by God alone. No, we can't forgive, in a sense, our own sins. Right? We can't restore this friendship with God that we are in need of. No matter how many self-help books we read, or no matter what our genetic makeup is, we're at a loss, in a sense, to restore this friendship with God. And that might sound sad, it might sound a bit depressing, but it's actually extremely good news because the message of the gospel is that we don't have to do this because God has already done this. First John says so beautifully, and I think we heard this reading yesterday in, in the liturgy, but in First in John he says, and this is love, not that we have loved God, that God has loved us and sent us His Son. St. Paul says it in Romans, while we were sinners, Christ loved us. So the church has good reason to be excited about this salvation because it has nothing to do with us. Salvation is beyond the scope of human possibility. God, in a sense, has to take the lead. And that is exactly what salvation is. God taking the lead in our lives. Right? God's love and mercy flooding into our lives. And today, as we celebrate this feast of John the Baptist, 
Now, what can the birth of John the Baptist teach us about salvation? Again, there's probably several, several things that it can teach us, but I would just like to mention just two very simple things. John the Baptist's whole life is a life that points to Christ. When we see icons of John the Baptist, we see him as one always pointing away, not to himself, but pointing towards Christ, pointing towards the Savior. And what scares me most about our modern world is how self-obsessed we have become. Sort of an icon of the modern world is not people pointing towards Christ, but pointing towards ourselves. We're so desperate for attention that we're always looking at ourselves. We're always taking selfies of ourselves, looking inwards at ourselves. And this affects all areas of life, right? Marriage and family life is completely affected by this selfishness. Religious life in the church is greatly affected by this selfishness. And I think an important question to ask ourselves today is who is your life pointing to right now? Are you like John the Baptist, pointing away from yourself and pointing towards Christ? Or are you simply pointing to yourself? When John the Baptist sees Jesus, what does he say? He says, he must increase and I must decrease. You know, in some sense, those words are the essence of the Christian life. Salvation implies that we are decreasing and that Christ is increasing, right? This this I that we all have that wants to go its own way, that wants to do its own thing, that wants to have a life that's sort of independent from God and His ways, must be put to rest. And so I think the first thing that this birth of John the Baptist teaches us about salvation is that salvation is this exchange. God gives Himself to us, and we, hopefully, give ourselves back to God, ideally wholeheartedly, right, without looking back. And the second thing that John the Baptist's birth teaches us, John the Baptist is presented in the Gospels as a man who is austere, as a man who is fearless, as a man who is confident and unafraid. You know, he is the exact opposite of lukewarmness or of timidity. And we might ask, you know, how did this man get this? How how was John the Baptist, how did he become this strong, this confident? You know, maybe we could say, well, maybe it was his personality, right? Or maybe it was his temperament. We know it couldn't have come from his family genes, right? Because we heard how his father was filled with doubt and sort of afraid at the revelation that was given to him. And I think the reason why John the Baptist had these qualities was because of his unwavering trust in Christ. 
John the Baptist was not afraid to confront King Herod when he was living in sinfulness. John the Baptist was not afraid to proclaim the gospel because of his unwavering trust in Christ. And salvation asks the same of us. This unwavering trust, this unwavering confidence in Christ. And I think these two points are so closely connected because when we're not looking at ourselves, when we're looking at Christ, the logical outcome is trust. It is confidence in Him. But when we're simply looking at ourselves, what's the outcome of that? Anxiety, insecurity. We realize our own insufficiency, our poverty. And so John the Baptist today, as we celebrate his birth, he really encourages us to step out of ourselves, to look at Christ, to trust him completely. And there's probably so much more we could say about him and about this feast of his birthday. But let us pray this day that through his intercession, like him, we could respond to our own salvation. Our own salvation, which is the gift of God's love and mercy into our lives. A gift that he has given to us, not because we are worthy or not because we are so great, but simply because his love is so great. And he desires us to receive that love, to be transformed by that love, and to be people in this world who are pointing not to ourselves, but to him who alone is our salvation.